it over. The Roosters have won it. Minor premiers become major premiers. Roosters fans, what a great spot it was to be at Jubilee Oval on Saturday night. Well, we blew them off the park in the first half. Second half, we seemed to take the foot off the pedal and Coach Robinson, well, he rolled the sleeves up like he was going to have a fight after the game. Billy Smith, who will be coming on tonight's show, made a wonderful debut and looked everything a footballer. Cooper Cronk gave a kicking lesson as Daniel Tupu put his hands up in the air. Well, he didn't need to. The ball hit him straight in the breadbasket shooter and bells and he just fell over the line for one of the great tries of the season. Luke Keary, back to his very best. So much to like. The forwards were powerful. Our backs were slick. Welcome to Roosters Radio, Bells and Shooter. And uh, what a game. Yes, what a game it was. Fantastic first half. Not so bad second half. Obviously didn't match the first half, but so much to looking forward to the next few games and coming into the finals. Yeah, I agree, Bells. Look, we a couple of times this year we've had the perfect first half and we've gone out to big leads. So I'm not sure if it's something that Robbo's going to want to look at coming into the finals, but... I suppose it is easy to take your foot off the gas a little bit when you've when you've played such a perfect half of football. Yeah, one of the highlights though, guys, we've got to mention it. He's going to come on tonight's show as a guest, Billy Smith. I know we've got some questions, Shooter, from our fan poll you're going to take up. And to see him and the emotion after the game with his family, amazing. To see him cross the trial line, it was amazing. And, and, and congratulations to Tristan Saylor from the Saints, just on behalf of all Roosters. It's amazing to see former players' sons uh, make it in the big time. It's really good. And Billy Smith, hats off to you. Yes, it's great to see young players make their debut and they're the future of football, aren't they? So, Yeah, they are and, and it would have been pretty daunting for him, you know what I mean? Like that star-studded team that the Roosters have got at the moment, they're in full flight, you know? So for a young kid to come in and have to slot straight into a back line full of absolute superstars, it wouldn't have been easy for him. He would have and been al- under... And also take Latrell's position. Absolutely, yeah. But he did look everything the footballer did. He? Like, even in attack and defence, like he, I know he put that hit on and got uh, penalised. Uh, kind of in the air. I think it was on Sailor uh, when the ball went up. Mm. But I must say to you, he was really strong shooter. And, and you're right, it's daunting, but he just rose to the challenge. And there's a wonderful photo afterwards, which our fans will see on our Instagram post that is taken by Victor Radley of the four of them sitting. And I thought, what an amazing moment for a young man, two years out of school, to sit. Victor Radley's already a legend at the club and he's mm. only played 50 games. Mm. He's, a, he's a cult hero at the Roosters. Um, for me, he's our next captain. But then you've got the likes of Tedesco, and, and he'll look at that photo in 20 years' time, and that'll be his memory, and what a m- great memory it will be. I think he spends a lot of time down at Bronny Beach with Victor Radley, so I'm hearing, so we'll have to ask him that later. So um, well, we, are, we are producing some absolutely sensational juniors coming out of the eastern suburbs at the moment. Yeah, well, you're the mayor at Bronny, if anyone knows it's you, mate. <laughs> now, uh, guys, moving to the game, Tupu, Tedesco, Radley, Manu, Smith, anyone, Bells, you're our stats woman, any, any one of those particular tries impress you? Oh, all of them, really. But I tell you who did impress me on the day, and he's getting lots of credit for it, was Cooper Cronk. He had an amazing yeah. game. And what about slotting straight into that goal kicking? It was awesome. Well, <laughs> he, I think he'd only kicked one from six 
leading up to that, and they kick four. He kicked four from four. It was pretty special. I mean, look, you know, it was laughable because the commentary was sort of having a bit of a shot saying, oh, you know, I hope he's up for it. After four from four, they said, what can't he do? Mm. Did you hear somebody in the crowd yell out when he was lining that first kick up from the sideline? One of the supporters yelled out, just think it's Cameron Smith's head. <laughs> that was gold. <laughs> he turned around. I'm wondering if it coincides when he turned around and had a bit of a smile. Uh, I'm sure he heard it because he, he had, had a laugh. <laughs> he did have a laugh. It was really good to see. 28-0 half time. I mean, it was the perfect half of football. The Dragons looked like they offered nothing to their credit. Um, they come back in the second half. Uh, we don't want to talk about opposition clubs, but it, it begged the question with all this coaching merry-go-round, was he going to be there? And we later learned that all the Dragons coaching staff are going to be sacked next year except for Mary McGregor. So he's got to find some answers. But second half, they really aimed up against our boys and put in a good performance and won the second half. I think there, there wasn't much more we could do. It's like we showed them our full bag of tricks in that first half, like everything from slick backline movements, great go forward up the middle, Cooper Cronk's Cross kick for Daniel Tupo was just outstanding. So it's like we'd, um, we'd, we'd played it all in the first half and we were just having a little bit of a breather in the second half, I think. 100% bells. Well, we just didn't have our oranges at half time, did we? We came out flat and um, look, I'm sure that's something Robbo will address moving forward, especially coming into the finals. But as I said earlier, it wasn't a, a shocking second half. It just obviously we weren't on fire like we were in the first half. But the boys will be fine next week. They'll they'll pull it back together for the Panthers and, and they'll be on fire. You've you got to remember too, we're still missing Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, Latrell Mitchell was out uh, with a calf strain. I think he pulled out in the warm up. So we've still got a lot of Heavy artillery on the sideline. Huge amount of talent. Speaking of huge amount of talent, we're going to get Billy Smith on right after this break and talk to him about all things taboo, what it meant to him, his family, and how it was out there on his first game for the Roosters. You're on Roosters Radio. Shooter, Bush and Bells. Welcome back to Roosters Radio, fans. Uh, some sad news in the last couple of weeks, Shooter and Bells, with uh, the passing of two old Roosters legends, Tony Paskins, who played in the mid-50s, and Peter Moscat, Pete, of course, played through the 70s. He was the uh, mayor of Waverley and a, uh, a local junior. And uh, to talk about that is the great Terry Murphy. Terry himself was a uh, former centre three-quarter at the Roosters. Uh, he's done a lot of coaching and now is responsible for men of league, uh, you know, and the Roosters chapter. He also does all the Roosters reunions along with his great mate, Russell Fairfax, not to mention a few others. Tez, are you with us? Yes, mate. How are you, Tim? Yeah, we're really good, mate. Thanks for coming on And uh, in this reunion week. We know that you... Uh, yep. You have a particular routine of the reunion week by going to sunbeds, uh, flotation tanks, spas, <laughs> you know, getting vitamin C injections and all the things that those good-looking centre three-quarters from the 70s do. That's right. A little bit of touch-up doesn't uh, hurt. Nothing wrong with some panel beating. Pete, bit of a uh, sad week for Aristas uh, in losing Tony Paskins and, of course, Peter Moscat. And, uh, you knew uh, the boys. And, uh, you know, can you tell us a little about these two great Aristas? Yeah, well, I actually, uh, I'd never met Tony, but he did play around the, the time my dad played in the mid-50s. And then he coached he coached our first grade in the early 70s. So I, I actually think, I'm not sure of this, he may have even coached Peter. But I think he um, he was our first grade coach between Don Ferner and Jack. And uh, we, we heard of his loss. He'd been, he died at 91. And he'd wow. been, he was still involved with the local footy club up on the north coast well our condolences goes to his family but comrade moscat um well he was a bit of a mentor for me uh, many a time i sat at the clovelly hotel having a beer with scotty bennett and peter or the the clovelly surf club and uh we discussed relevant things and issues uh of the day he loved his politics he was that far left it wasn't funny and he's he's been struggling for a couple of years with heart issues 
and he succumbed to that towards the end of last week. Yeah. So, yeah, big loss. Big loss for the Roosters, and our commiserations go to uh, both Peter and, and Tony's family. But, uh, yep. Tez, looking forward and changing gears a little, something to look forward to as we look back with sadness. Uh, we look forward with hope and joy and uh, a chance to reminisce on Friday night up at East Leagues Club. I know that you uh, put on a great soiree. You always do a great job with the men of league, but this time it's for your beloved Roosters and all the old boys. Uh, what are you expecting and how's it going to play out? Yeah, well, we're expecting a crowd approaching 100, which uh, a few years ago wasn't the case. The numbers were really down, but with with the, the help of uh, Billy Hurley, Ian Schubert, Russell Fairfax, uh, Craig Brown uh, and Craig Walker from the footy club, we've really got a good group of blokes organising our database, getting better. Words out, it's a good night again, and it is, it will be. Um, we're hoping to have Robbo there for a, a short Short visit to say good day to everyone. Really looking forward to it. There's some some faces coming that I haven't seen for a while, and that's what it's all about. All about scoring those tries that you know with five yards turn into fifty, turn into a hundred, and uh, you know all the fights that we're in. You know, when one, of course, it should be a great night. And then we back up on the on the Sunday. Uh, those that want to go will be at the game to clap the boys on. So yeah, really looking forward to the weekend. Should be great. I think they called that a three day bender in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tez, the shooter here, mate. Look, some of those names you mentioned, just unbelievable players for the Roosters, but some even better characters like your Mike McLean's, you know, your Ronnie Gibbs, your Nat Woods, you know, some of the others you mentioned, Russell Fairfax and Schubert. Who do you look forward to seeing most on these reunion nights? Yeah, that's a really good question. And uh, it, it's because um, I just, my buzz is seeing guys turn up that haven't been there for a while and the look on their face and, so I'll tell you, Wacker Ferguson is one bloke that I always love um, turning up because he doesn't get to a many. A bloke like Billy Mullins, uh, he's not coming, unfortunately, this year but uh, that I know of, but um, Billy's always good for a yarn and a yak and a laugh. Yeah, um, talk, do, you, yeah. do you talk footy or do you talk family or, or is you say, like, there to let your hair down? Look, there probably was, there's not much hair left anymore, but... Uh, What's, yeah. the, what's the sort of chit-chat and what, what's the, you know, how's the night go? Well, you, you reminisce about a lot of things. Um, the trips away, whether they be to play footy or the end-of-season trip, and that, that's one thing that, that the old player like myself gets, that the, to the modern player get plenty of cash and they deserve it because it's the hardest game on the planet. But they don't get a fully funded um, end-of-season trip overseas to the States or up to Thailand or whatever, which we got. So um, apart from, you know, the games that we played or um, coaches that we liked or disliked, um, end-of-season trips always come up and, and their memories. I remember Johnny Quayle telling me when I was humming an R and as whether I could take holidays to go on a trip, he says, Terry, never miss a trip away. You'll never forget what, what get, happens, you know, and, and he was 100% spot on. It's like it happened yesterday. So, yeah, they're, they're the things and obviously your family and, and how the, the boys are going up, or the girls are growing up, you know, your kids. So uh, it's just a wonderful night. Uh, plenty of yarns, plenty of laughs, and a few beers. Terry Bell's here. Uh, just touching on the family comment you just made, I'd just like to obviously thank you from the bottom of my heart. My dad's an old rooster, and um, just to let you know how much it actually means to him and, and the family on that. I get emotional talking about it, but um, this men of league that you've organised, it, it, being on the other end and seeing my dad 
growing old, obviously, as they all do, and it just means so much to him. So thank you for that. And um, it's a great initiative on what you boys do. And, and last week it was announced that the Roosters uh, have a three-year partnership with you and, and that you're conducting wellbeing meetings and going out to the old players. How important is that for you guys? Well, you, you, you certainly get plenty back. Um, in fact, I think I get as much out of seeing blokes like Dougie Wickardson and as they get out of seeing so, uh, an old an old player that they hadn't seen for a while, so yeah, we saw we saw Dougie when we launched the uh, MAU, uh, the Roosters with the Men of League out at uh, out of Sutherland with Mini and uh, Bomber Pier and obviously Luke, and it was a wonderful couple of hours, and he he was um, in really good spirits. But look, the Men of League is just such a wonderful organisation, and it's not just. Old footballers that benefit from their their um, their time and and donations. It's anyone involved in rugby league now that uh, that have fallen on hard times or you know have a medical requirement that, that they can't afford. And I just can't speak more highly of the organisation, the people who are in it, and those that started it: Jimmy Hall, um, uh, Max Brown, and, and of course the face of the of the foundation, Ronnie Coote. It's it's not a it's an investment in my personal nourishment more than anything. Yeah, mate. Just to wrap it up, just um, um, it's going to be an unbelievable night this Friday night up at the Leeds Club. But just for any old boys that might be listening to the the podcast today, or anyone that doesn't know about it, how do they get on board? Uh, yeah, they just if they could just ring me on my mobile, it's oh four one triple nine one five six two, and I'll add them to the list. We've got, I think, as I said earlier, ninety. Roughly, maybe even close to a hundred coming. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a great night. There'll be blokes from all eras, from the the sixties through to the noughts. And uh, I, I don't think we've got any current players that might be injured available. But you never know; there might be a surprise there. But as I mentioned, uh, Robbo, I think, is uh, going to stick his head in for a, a quick chat. Tez, so, thank yeah, you. All good. Tez, thank you so much for that. And just for those. Uh Fans out there who just heard that mobile number and will, don't forget to ring up and get all your office supplies for Surrey Office National. Couldn't help the ceremonious plug, Tez. We had to yeah, good on you, Bush. You're always, you're always there, mate, plugging away. Well, mate. mate, you're always doing this great work in the background. We yeah. really appreciate everything you do, mate. There's some great events that have got your fingerprints all over it, and we know that uh, you're a community man. As we discussed off air a couple of days ago, if I was good enough, I would have played under you when you coached, but I couldn't quite get there. But, mate, what I do do as well is call you a great friend, and uh, we yeah, love yeah. the work you do at the Roost. And uh, mate, long may you do it. Thank you so much for coming on to Roosters Radio. Well done, Bushy. All the best, champion, and go those chooks. Go the chooks. There you have it, Bells and Shooter. Mate, just another great community man in the club, amongst many. And he's got a big crew in Russell Fairfax, Ian Schubert, you know, Billy Healy, uh, you know, some big rooster names. And, you know, it's pretty exciting for the players to get ready and revved up. As you said, Bells, are just, you know, saying what it means to you and the family. I know to your old man, he's been to a thousand Roosters reunions and the boys get revved up. So great night ahead. Absolutely, it's going to be sensational. You know, what? It's, it's things like this that keep everyone together. You know, if you don't do things like this, like what Terry's doing, people just sort of fade into oblivion. So it's great to keep the gang all together. You're on Roosters Radio. We'll be right back after this. Well, fans, what we have been waiting for is a great week in Rooster Town Bells. I can tell you, it was so exciting the other night out at Jubilee Able to watch a young man make his debut. Billy Smith, he's come to this club with great hope. He was a sensation at Scots College. He went through the same year as my young bloke. They're actually good mates. And I'm proud to say I watched Billy down there and uh, thought, God, he can play football. He'd look great in the red, white and blue. And he turned up that way. 
couple of injuries, makes a uh, you know great recovery, and he finds himself replacing uh, you know arguably the best centre in the world on Saturday night. And I have to tell you, he just looked like he'd been there forever, and he played a great game. He scores a try on debut, and the rest is history. Bells, he's made his debut, and he's now on Roosters Radio making his debut. Billy, welcome to Roosters Radio in 2019, and mate, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, hey, Billy. Welcome to Roosters Radio. Belinda here. How are you going? Very well. Thank you. How are you? Awesome. That's awesome. What about your game on Saturday night? How was it, mate? Yeah, it was awesome. Obviously, um, pretty surreal and, and still sinking in a little bit, um, playing on the field with some with some pretty awesome people and um, at, a, at a club which is, you know, one of the best in the country. So, no, nah, obviously a very proud moment for me and my family. Um, but, yeah, it just gives me a taste. Uh, I want more. Billy, uh, a couple of our Facebook questions come through. We did a big poll uh, on yep. Roosters Radio. And, uh, you know, one question coming from David Floyd. Who was your junior club that you grew up playing for in league? Uh, so I first started at the Kensington Saints uh, down at Kenzo Oval. Uh, so that's where I first started playing rugby league at, uh, at the young age of four. Wow. Um, so I played a couple seasons there and um, then moved on to the Southeastern Seagulls down at Pioneer Park. Uh, and then I stopped playing rugby league for uh, the better half of ten years, and then just stuck to stuck to rugby union at my school, and and then yeah, that's how it all happened. Mate, who did you go for as a kid, and who was your favourite player? <laughs> it's a tough question because I was actually a dragon growing up. Uh, I went for the dragons. My family went for the dragons, um, so it was quite ironic that I ended up playing against them in my first game. But um. I loved, I loved watching Mark Gazner and Matt Cooper in the centres growing up. They were probably my favourite players. Now, Billy, what made you transition over to league from Union? Uh, when the Roosters uh, came knocking almost two years ago now, um, obviously Trent Robbins is a very, very impressive man and, and he kind of he lured me to the club. Uh, his ability to show promise in, in my ability um, and the pathway was very, very clear for me. So I guess that was the, um, that was the ultimate... Uh, thing that drew me to to change into rugby league, and yeah, I've never really looked back since. Billy, uh, you know, you had your uh, family out there uh, Saturday night, and it was great to see the joy and the celebration. But amongst them was just a, a massive, massive crew uh, of people. So, how did that feel? Uh, firstly, when you crossed the stripe and you look back uh, at your family who you knew were all there in the stands. Yeah, no, it, it's overwhelming, overwhelming, mate. Uh, obviously. You know, they're, they're the sort of people that have been there since day one. So to have them there on arguably the biggest night of my life, um, oh, I couldn't thank them more. I got It's funny because I'm, I'm not sort of an emotional guy, but when I uh, finished the game and went over to them, it all kind of just came out of me. So they'll probably hold that one on me for a while. But no, nah, mate, it was, it was unbelievable. Their support, their support meant everything to me. And obviously my family has been through all the ups and downs. Uh, my career so far to have them there was just, yeah, it was amazing. Now, Billy, uh, on Saturday night, obviously alluding to what Bush mentioned earlier, you were filling Latrell Mitchell's shoes there in the centre position. Is that your true position coming to the club or is there another position that you prefer? Yeah, no, I, I'm a centre through and through, I think. Um, well, you definitely played I, like one on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I played a bit of bit of wing last year in, uh, for the Long Roos and New South Wales Cup program and... Um, but no, I'm a centre through and through. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's where I find most joy. Just having my hands on the footy a bit more, and um, 
and getting that one-on-one opportunity of opposite centre. So, yeah, definitely centre. Really, speaking of uh, playing in the, in the position of greats, uh, you know, you played with some great players such as, uh, you know, James Tedesco, you know, Mitch Orbison, Cooper Cronk, Luke Keary. Uh, one of the young greats who I think is one of our future captains, Vic Radley. There's a beautiful photo you guys sharing, uh, Victor shared on his Instagram afterwards, just celebrating. What does it mean for you as a, as a you know, 19-year-old young man playing amongst these guys who you look up to, you know, next minute you know you're standing next to them as part of their alumni? Yeah, it's sort of a, it's sort of a pinch yourself moment. Every day I walk into the club and having these guys around me, it's sort of it's it's, it's still so surreal. Um, but to obviously play with them when Coops announced his retirement uh, a couple of months ago, that was my goal. I really wanted to uh, have a game with him. Um, so to be able to do that, and with, with the likes of obviously as you said, Luke Hughes, James Tedesco, Victor Radley, uh, three great mates of mine at the club. Um, now their, their their faith in my ability and, and their support for me uh, over the last eighteen months has been unbelievable. So for them to be there on the field with me, um, I've uh, made me feel very very comfortable. Mate, what did Cooper Cronk say to you before the game? We know a player of his caliber and his class would grab someone like you. It seems it seemed when you scored, it meant as much to him as it did to you. And I think that uh, he gets the joy out of seeing that. What did he say to you before and after the game? Oh, Coops is, Coops is the ultimate professional. Uh, he got us all in uh, before the game and he just he just he spoke to the boys and obviously me individually and just said, don't, don't think about it too much. You go out and do what you do, um, which for me was just such a vote of confidence. Um, for him to tell me, you know, don't, don't be Latrell Mitchell, just be Billy Smith. Um, that, was, that was amazing for me. Yeah, it's great advice yeah. from that. Everyone from that tutor, he'd come over and give, give me, yeah, give me a few tip ups and whatnot. Um, so no, Coops's Coops's ability to uh, impact a footy team, um, not through just his footy ability, but just his presence is unbelievable. And I don't think um, people can quite see it. I mean, obviously, everyone understands how much of a great player Cooper Cronk is, but um, it's not until you actually play with him until you understand how influential he actually is. Now, speaking of Cooper Cronk, we're going to go to one of our Facebook questions again here from Shooter. Uh, the question is on Facebook, who do you think should replace Super Cooper next year? Will Keary slot into the halfback position with Flanagan wrapping up the 5-8 role? What are your thoughts? Yeah, geez. Well, there's a few options. Obviously, um, you got the local boy, Lucky Lamb, still at the club, who I think's done a tremendous job when he's been asked to, uh, to fill that 5-8 role. This year, when, um, when Coops uh, had a bit of a hammy issue and obviously that Anzac Day clash, um, so no, I, I think I think it'll be a, it'll be a big preseason for not, not only uh, Flano, uh, Lockie, even even Latrell as uh, a possible option there. Um, but no, I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm excited to see how, how it all pans out and you know, over the, over the next six months. Obviously, no one's going to fill the shoes of Cooper Cronk, but um, it'll definitely change the dynamic of the team, and I, I'm excited for it. Now let's talk about your try on Saturday night. First, first, you know, debut and then a try in the game. Position yourself perfectly off Teddy on the outside, came inside. Did you, you know, at the time you're like, oh, should I stay on the outside? Obviously you made the best call and came on the inside, called him on the inside, perfect ball. How did you feel getting over the black, you know, getting over the try line? Yeah, I guess it was just all instinct. Um, seeing Teddy in open space, so I, uh, I looked up and... and and the winger was just in front of me, so I thought maybe if I had the pace to cut inside and get an inside ball off him, and Teddy's Teddy Teddy, he's um he's a freak. So he 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 knew exactly where I was, and he just popped that ball up perfectly for me, and I just had the legs to, to make it to the line. <laughs> you sure did. 
<laughs> Billy, Coach Robinson, you alluded to him before of uh, being a great mentor and uh, you know gave you a lot of confidence going to the club. Um, we also think he's a really good-looking man, and I note that your brother, uh, my young bloke tells me your brother's a model, so you're from a family of models or sporting stars. How do you think Robbo would go as a model? <laughs> oh, my brother will hate you saying that. <laughs> oh, that's all right. So will Robbo, and I know him well. <laughs> nah, good. No, all right. You should ask him that question. Yeah, look, reckon, I'm going to give you a hint. I reckon personally he'd be an awful model, but um, an, an, you can tell him I said that. Oh, wow. He'll listen. Don't worry. <laughs> look, we've, we've talked to the marketing department about Trent bringing out a range of thongs. And I think that's where we'll start, and I think that's a great spot for him. I agree completely. <laughs> now, Billy, uh, finally, just a question on, uh, you know, we already asked you about what it meant when you, you played for the family, but you had a, a big hug and embrace. Who are your mentors on and off the field? We talk about the mentorship from the likes of Teddy and Cooper and Orbo, but in your family, you know, you've got your mum and your dad and, and your brother and everyone there. Um, there just seemed to be a whole tribe of Billy Smith fans there mm. on the other night. Who's been a big influence off the field and why? Oh, you know, obviously your mum and dad play play a vital role, but um, no, uh, my older brother probably. I taught her brothers um, who were both pretty influential, but um, my older one, Charlie, he's um, <laughs> he's all grown up. He was always the older brother, and always obviously you look up and uh, inspire to be your older brother. Um, and he was always he was down and out a better footy player than I was. He's just um, he's he's succumbed to a few shoulder injuries, so to see his determination day in day out to get back from an injury. Um, for me, it was inspirational and made my journey after the ACL injury a lot easier to have him by my side telling me that it's going to be okay and to just keep working hard. Um, so it'd probably be him and, and for him to be there on that night and, and to be the way, as emotional as he was for me, just just showed how much he you know he really means to me and, and yeah. Uh, mate, that's it's really, really nice and it's great to have great people like that. Around you, finally, uh, a couple of your good mates. It'd be remiss not to be 19 and give your good mates a shout-out so they've got bragging rights. Uh, some of the boys <laughs> are out there. I saw you hugging and high-fiving and everything else. So a couple of good mates you want to give a mention? Yeah, obviously obviously, all my schoolmates um, were there in full support. And, and I, had to actually keep, I had to keep them down low. So I, I, told, I told a few of them um, the day before, just two of them. And I just said... Uh, you guys can't tell anyone, but um, I'm making my debut tomorrow night. And I just said, keep to yourself. And about now, before kickoff, I want you to tell all the boys. And, and if they can come, then great. If not, then no dramas. But uh, the supportive, the supportive mates they are. They obviously all made the trip out, and mate, it was unbelievable. Yeah, That's well, awesome, Billy. It's so good to hear, mate. We as Roosters fans, we represent the fans and the people. Uh, you know, you've lived the dream of every Roosters fan. Um, you've done something really special in your life. Your name and number is now on the board. In the, uh, in the football club offices, and it's something you should be really proud of, mate. The other thing you should be proud of, you handed yourself on the field like a veteran, and when you come off afterwards, mate, we saw the interviews and we thought, wow, you're a credit to yourself, you're a credit to your family, and long live your success, mate. We wish you the best, and we'll speak to you in the future on Roosters Radio. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate the support. All the thanks, best. Thanks for your time, Billy. Well done. Thanks, guys. Well, there you have it, Bells. What an impressive young man. and what a uh, great kid. Yeah. You know, isn't it exciting? Like, you know... I always say, you know, to to our people in our business, everyone likes a couple of young blokes having a go. And uh, when you saw him Saturday night, wow, you think Billy Smith's in for Latrell Mitchell, wonder how he'll go. And he looked every bit the footballer, you know, and he handled himself so well out there, as you said. He scored that great try, positioned himself well. But to hear him talk about being a dream since he was a kid and, mm. and everything else, you just sort of, everyone just jumps into the joy, don't they? Yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing his future in football and he's going to be a name we're going to be talking about, so. That is for sure. Mm. 
Well, Roosters fans, keep the 11th of September free for the Sydney Roosters Business Chamber Breakfast. It's being held at East Leagues Club. We've got some great guests, Nicole Mellick from GSA, Mary Kay from Ladies in League and our very own Kylie Heidler joining us on the day. And it's all things Women and Rugby League. So make sure you keep the date free. Get up to East Leagues Club, $33 for an amazing feed and a great chat with the girls. See you there. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Bells and Bush, we've got Panthers this week and it's a really important game. Uh, Panthers are playing for a spot in the top eight and we're playing to consolidate our uh, spot in the top two. So what do you think this game means to us this weekend? It's going to be a great game on Saturday night at the SCG. It's our last home game, so expecting a huge crowd to rock up and uh, take on the Panthers. Uh, they're going to be—they're going to come with their game face on. They have to make the top eight. It, It's—they've got to come with a good game and and be strong, strong up the front. I believe um, our boys have just got to play like they played in the first half last week against St George and continue that on for eighty minutes, and we'll be fine. Well, shoot around bells. Penrith have been a bit of a bogey side for us over the years. Two years ago, they knocked us out of the uh, of the finals. Mm. Uh, you know, who can forget 2003? It was painstaking. I was sitting up in the stands just going, this just can't be right. Ricky Stewart's second year as a coach, and uh, it was horrible, but uh, it was a train wreck. Mm. They beat us in the grand final. So we can't take this one lightly, but, you know, different set of circumstances, different players, different coach, everything's different. And uh, we're coming into the back end of the season. Last two games, I think Robbo wants to get some momentum. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Shooter. Do you feel we have a similar eerie momentum to last year? Oh, without a doubt, mate. Without a doubt. I, I think Robbo, he really, he's really managed this team beautifully right through the State of Origin period. And he did the same thing last year where he rested players. It was almost like he was prepared to take a few hits for the greater cause at the end, you know. And I think he's, doing the, he's going down the same path this year. Um, Look, we're, we're looking ominous. We, we we seem to be improving every week. All our all our strike players are firing, and um, I just think we need to worry about ourselves. Don't worry about Penrith. We'll just we just keep playing the way we're playing. We'll be right. Yeah, I think you're right. It was good to see Lindsay Collins get on the other night too. You know, like he was just uh, he was outstanding in attack and defence in that second half and looking fit. Bells, has it got that eerie feeling? I know you're very close to Robbo in the camp, and you get some real good insights. But you know the way he's coaching and the way he's handled this team, I agree with Shooter. Like he just seems to have the blueprint, and it seems to be. He's getting us ready at the right time like a racehorse for the cup or something, you know. Just got that feeling about it. Definitely. I mean, he's he's a super coach. He's a couple of premierships already in his short career as a coach and there's a lot of noise around some of the decisions that he made like during the year, resting Cooper Cronk for that couple of weeks and when we took on the Knights up there. But it's it's part of the grand plan. Everything. There's a big grand plan with Robbo. He knows exactly what he's doing coming into this final series and – we are just, as fans, confident because he's he's just got us there. In Robbo, we trust. Yeah, and I don't want to put the mocker on him, but, you know, last year he didn't want to talk about back-to-back grand finals after the success and the grand final win. He also equally didn't want to talk about it was a surprise that we won. He said, I knew we were going to win. Mm. He said, I just had everyone else around me. You talked about it, Bells, a lot of that noise. And, you know, think about, uh, you know, May, June last year, people were calling for Cooper Cronk's head. Was it the right decision? There were so many things that happened and then we just slowly coast along. All of a sudden, you win a grand final and everyone forgets about those comments and Robbo says, look, we knew all along. The playing group knew we were galvanised. Mm. They look like it. They feel like it. And because of last year's win, we get that bit of an insight. So I'm hoping that we do beat Penrith by uh, 45 plus and uh, <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've tipped him 12 plus. I just wanted to ask you guys, look, um, Jake Friend, apparently he's coming back this weekend, but I heard a little whisper that he's still suffering from that... Um, post-operative infection in his arm and 
His replacement, Sam Verrills, the last couple of weeks has been absolutely outstanding. Hasn't he been good? Like we talk to Billy Smith later on in the in the program, but Sam Verrills, just as young, and, and, and he's been absolutely holding his own. Do you know, I reckon that uh, someone's pulled him aside because he's passing from dummy half, and mate, we're over the fans and by the fans. We're no experts. We didn't play first grade, but I just see it's really crisp. With the Cooper Cronk or Kiri's got a hold of him and said, mate, put it here, not here. And you could just see on the weekend against the Dragons, he was slick as anything, and he's starting to get... He's almost a little bit Damien Cook like how he darts. He's so quick mm. and he's just so fast. Uh, he's looking really sharp. So, yeah, big rap on him. For a young kid, he's got a lot of confidence. And, and to, as you said before, playing with all those superstars, it's hard to slot into that position. But I, I actually was having a chat to Robbo the other day and I said, how good Sam going? And Robbo said to me, mate, he's going awesome. We're so happy with him. So, well done, Verrills, for slotting in there. Well, you spoke about Damien Cook. Uh, just a minute ago, and he said that he's been watching plenty of videos of Damien Cook over the over the last couple of years. So he's not a bad not a bad hooker to mould your game on. No, he was outstanding for uh, for our greatest rival. We'll talk about that next week. Let's not give them any time on Roosters Radio. Our fans will be disgusted. <laughs> well, guys, time for a score prediction with Jake Friend coming back. It's Roosters v Panthers SCG Saturday night seven thirty bells. I've tipped thirteen plus. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you, Bush. Thirteen plus. I'm not. I think Penrith forgot. A lot to play for. They they lose this game. They don't make the eight. So I believe they're going to they're going to be treating this like a finals game, even though we're a couple of games out from the finals. I think Roosters will win the game, but it'll be a lot closer than what everyone thinks. That puts a shudder into my tab account because you're one of the greatest tipsters Roosters Radio has produced. You've predicted three scores this I year. Have, I have. You're three from three, and oh, I'm just... changing my mind, Bush. Uh, I think yep. it's going to be close. Ah, fair enough. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as we get the two points, I don't care if it's thirteen plus or one to twelve. Yeah. So now, so in some uh, interesting Roosters news, Silky's back next week. So I don't know what that means to this great team we seem to be having here. But one of us are going to be benched, uh, if not all of us. But uh, it's good to have the boss back in town. So he'll be happy. He flies in, sunning himself over the uh, United States. But long live, uh, long live success for the Roosters and Bills as we sign Roosters Radio. East to win.